6: People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels.
5: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
5: Welcome in our
3: number three, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. We are joined now by Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio. Congressman, we're going to be down at Mar-a-Lago one week from today. And I bet we're going to be talking with Donald Trump some about this revelations that are coming out in the durham probe you've been on top of this for a long time congressman and and for everybody out there who has said russia collusion is a lie uh calling adam schiff on all of his bs what was your reaction to the news that came out on friday and thanks for making time with us for us by the way
7: you bet good to be yeah yeah good to be with you no no It just confirmed what we all knew that they were in fact spying on president trump Looks like now they were doing when 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 Durham's filing mentions the executive office of the president. That that's the new that's the new thing. Like holy cow! Now did that happen during the transition and they were spying on her? Did it happen when he was president? It sure seems like it. Most likely took place while, in fact, he was president of the United States. We'll have to see. But I, I think when you view it all in context, in fact, Byron York's got a great piece out on this. You view it in context. Remember what they did. They first manufactured the dossier, they used the dossier as a basis to go to the FISA court to get a warrant to spy on his campaign, namely Carter Page. They lied to the court, because the Kleinsmith guy who has been indicted, they lied to the court about information to get that warrant to spy on his campaign. Byron York puts out something that uh, out something I'd forgotten. They used this lady with the alias Azra Turk as, as, as a spy to send over to bump into Papadopoulos. They sent it. You know, using the, straight out of a spy movie, straight out of James Bond, they used the the girl to go talk to Papadopoulos, and then now we find out oh they were they were monitoring internet traffic and all trying to create all trying to create a, in in the words of German inference and a narrative. Now you know what we call that? We call that trying to frame somebody, and that is what is scariest of all. Trying to frame the president elected to be the commander in chief of our country. That is what is most troubling about all
2: of this. Congressman Jordan, it's Buck. Thanks for being with us as always. The, you bet. The Durham Probe continues on here. Do, do we have any sense of next steps, expectations for what's coming? and And ultimately, I mean, this is something that came up when I was talking to Clay earlier in the show. I don't believe that our system as it stands right now would bring charges against Hillary or any of the named, known yeah. people involved in Russia collusion, no matter what is found. What do you think the next steps are going to be like here in the Durham probe? I know you're not a part of it, but from what you can see from yeah. the outside. And do you think that effectively Hillary Clinton would get a pass no matter what it actually finds with regard to whether she acted in some uh, capacity as part of a criminal conspiracy because yeah. the Democrat Party just couldn't handle it?
7: Yeah, I don't I don't know that that's a short answer, uh, Obviously, Durham is being deliberate. Uh, he's being he's being, I think, very thorough and going through this step by step. Um, I do find it hard to believe if you go back to the Zussman indictment a few months back, uh, I do find it hard to believe that Zussman hands the, the, you know, the information, the thumb drive to the chief counsel, at the FBI, Jim Baker. So he hands it to him. But somehow Baker didn't know. Baker didn't. I mean, it, it, so they have a relationship such that Zussman can walk into the chief counsel at the Federal Bureau of Investigation and hand him information. But somehow the chief counsel at the FBI doesn't know that Zussman is working for the Clinton campaign at, at the Perkins Coie law firm. I find that hard to believe. Now, we'll, we'll see. Uh, so is is Jim Baker involved in this? I don't I don't know. But but I find it to believe I know something. I, just like I find it. I didn't know the dossier was B.S., but he used it because I think Jim Comey wanted to go after President Trump. This is how the Democrats operate. They get information that they know is not true. It's like the DOJ. DOJ went out and uh, the, the Biden administration went out and solicited the, the letter from the School Board Association just so they would have the pretext to do what they wanted to do, which is namely go after moms and dads. Same model applied here with, with, with the, what the FBI did. So we'll see where it all shakes out. Um, and you know, uh, we we didn't we didn't know we didn't had any idea until this filing just how serious this this whole spying operation was, but we're gonna have to just wait and let Durham complete his investigation.
3: Jim, how important? And I think this is sliding a little bit under the radar. Is it that AG Barr, on his way out, gave independent counsel status to Durham to allow him, yeah, without that. in theory political pressure being exerted upon him the authority to pursue this investigation wherever it led. I I think it kind of got buried in all the craziness that was going on uh, as the administrations flipped over, but that looks like one of the most significant acts that Barr may have undertaken as attorney general.
7: Yeah, no, that's a great point, Clay. Uh, And I agree. Remember what Bill Barr said in 2019, when uh, he said, there's a, he said, spying took place. There's a basis for my concern about that spying and the Democrats all went crazy. Well, because he knew that he saw, he saw this Azra Turk situation. He saw what was happening out there. Um, I think that's why he did this and said, Durham's got more work to do. We know there's stuff that went on there. You heard John Ratcliffe over the last couple of days say he, he declassified information, gave it to Durham. And, and, and frankly, when I talked with John, he said, this doesn't surprise me. This is, and and John thinks there's more coming. So um, he's not allowed to talk about it, but, but, the the it was critical that Barr did what he did and we're going to have to let mr durham complete his investigation because the most important thing in the end i mean we we, you want people who did wrong you want them held accountable i I hear that every day from constituents in our district in, in ohio and all across the country but the most important thing is the american people get the full story that the american people get the truth and know exactly what was going on and just frankly how bad it is with these unelected people doing things to the person we elected the person who put their name on a ballot and ran for the job and is supposed to make decisions it's important we get the truth so that we don't have this baloney going on in the future.
2: We're speaking to Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio. Congressman, the Canadian trucker protest still going strong. We have Justin Trudeau up to our north declaring what is effectively a form of martial law. They call it the Emergencies Act. And now there's the possibility of civil disobedience against vaccine mandates that did not stop the spread. And as we're entering the post uh, respiratory virus season, it would feel like normalcy isn't that much of a big request. That's what the truckers are asking for. Yeah. What do you, What do you think the reaction is? I mean, do, and do you think there'll be political ramifications in this country if the Canadian government decides that they're going to break this protest with force?
7: I think I think the American people had it with these so called experts running our lives, and starting with Fauci uh, like I said, who never put his name on a ballot, not supposed to make the decision is, is running America and, and, and so much and influencing, frankly, the the world. So I think people have had it. You saw it start with some, some moms and dads in Virginia and led to Glenn Young. you saw it with 12 jurors in Wisconsin say, we've had it with this. We're going to do this. We're going to follow due process and the truth in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And that jury break. And, and you're seeing it now with truckers in Canada, people have had it with the elites tell us what to do. And then the rules they tell us we have to follow. They never do. Um, And the idea, the other thing I I, I take from this is, can you imagine, remember what the press said when President Trump simply walked across to St. John Church and said, we we need to protect the church from being burnt down and have some some order here. The press went crazy, but now they're applauding Justin Trudeau going after, using, imposing the Emergency Act in Canada that's only been done, I think, one other time in the history of of, of the statute. This is how crazy the left is. At covering for for the the liberal politicians who again impose the rules on on the citizens, but never seem to follow them themselves.
3: Jim, I know you watched the Super Bowl, at least part of it. Uh, the Bengals, yeah. obviously in your home state, they're playing. Uh, and by the way, Joe Burrow, also a native Ohio, and uh, had a yeah. heck of a run he's had. All of the elites, you know, the celebrities, everybody who could afford the $5,000 tickets to the Super Bowl, none of them are wearing masks, right? They're flagrantly violating the existing rules. So I'm going to build on this, give you a chance to tee off there. But Washington, D.C. now is doing away with its vaccine mandate and with its mask mandate. Uh, i saw the white house say they're not going to follow washington dc's rules have you guys gotten a report yet from nancy pelosi about what she's going to do in terms of the Capitol yeah. when it comes to masks and what do you expect no, she, there
7: no she'll keep the rule i mean I, look I, I assume she's going to keep the rule it's, it's all but but we all know it's all show it's all you know just for for politics um, and frankly uh the, most of us republicans the only time we wear it to, the one is, is when you can be fined which is on the house floor the rest of the time is like this is ridiculous but they've yet to go back to hearings this, this, this is the other thing so think about the democrats have have closed the capitol allowed proxy voting have they kicked republicans off committee they won't let republicans serve on a select committee they're trying in the filibuster trying in the electoral college trying to pack the court trying to let non-citizens vote but somehow donald trump and Republicans are a threat to democracy, and we learn over the weekend, oh, by the way, they were also spying on President Trump out of the executive office of the president, and they, they accused us of being a threat to democracy, and their, their big thing is, oh, we're going to wear masks here. It, none of this stuff makes sense, the things they say and do, and that's why I think the American people have so had it, and I'm hoping I am hoping there is a big change coming this November in the midterm election. Jim, I I
2: want to ask you this, uh, Congressman Jordan, pardon me, although, you know, we do. No problem. We do appreciate it. It feels like you're Jim to us. We appreciate it. But Congressman Jordan, um, this fall, what does in the House, what does victory look like, real victory for Republicans? And what I mean by that is, what will you be satisfied with as a number in the majority? How many seats switching?
7: Well, no, I'm, I'll be honest with you, but I'll just be satisfied with the majority because right now what they're doing with redistricting, they're trying to do it to Ohio right now. Uh, and what Mark Elias, the same guy who was at least involved in this spying operation as chief counsel for the Clinton campaign, what he is doing around the country, the suits they're bringing, things that are happening, left-wing state Supreme Courts and everything else. What they're doing on redistricting is going to make it tougher. I still think we can win. and We've got to fight these things in court, these redistricting efforts, because it's only gerrymandering if Republicans draw the district. If Democrats draw the districts like they did in Manhattan and the whole state of New York, then somehow that's just fine. That's not gerrymandering when Democrats are in charge and they draw all these ridiculous looking things. So that's going to make the job tougher. I'll be satisfied with a majority, even if it's just one vote. I'm hoping it's going to be much bigger.
3: What For people out there who don't know the difference, right? I feel uh, as if people hear, hey, it makes a difference whether you're in control of the House or the Senate. But I think there are a lot of people out there that don't really understand what that means in terms of its practical impact. So for people out there right now, how much of yeah. a difference would you have in being able to hold the powerful accountable if right now Republicans were in charge of the House instead of Democrats? What would it mean for you? Oh.
7: It, Clay, it makes all the difference. It means that the House is a majoritarian institution; the majority runs everything. We don't get subpoena power. We have fewer members on committee. We can't call people in for depositions or transcribed interviews. We can't do squat. And you've you got to have the vote. It's just the way that now the Senate's different because they get the filibuster rule, and it's the Senate
2: Oh no!
7: We, we we can't get Dr. Fauci. I've been wanting Dr. Fauci back in front of the, of, of the of the committee.
2: I think Fauci's hacking I think the phone think Fauci
3: might have gotten to it. Enough of either, this, either Congressman Jordan. It might be Hillary's people. Who knows how much power they've got. They they knew that he was about to go off on Fauci and maybe Hillary, too, yeah. and boom, the cell phone's out. Yeah,
2: sorry, Congressman. Go ahead. Yeah. Well,
7: yeah. No. No. Well, I, I'm sorry I lost you there, but, but the, 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 they have all the power, and it's just the way the majority works. And I would love to bring Dr. Fauci back in, but – uh, you know, we just can't. And the Democrats won't do it. So it makes all the difference.
2: Yeah, co- Congressman, if you get a chance with the doctor, not only point out all the lies inconsistencies, and politicization, but maybe he could do the biggest radio show in the country at some point if he could fit it into his schedule. <laughs> yeah, just throw that just that. throw that his way. OK,
3: he told us he was too busy to come on, Congressman. I'm sure you'll <laughs> love that. Uh, <laughs> he's he's just, doing documentaries and he's doing random podcasts. He can't come on the biggest radio show in the country. But the offer's still out there uh, if he can find the time.
2: Congressman Jordan, thanks as always. We really appreciate you joining us.
7: You bet. Thanks, guys.
2: There's one college we
3: know of that requires every student to take a full semester course to learn and appreciate our Constitution. You can't receive your diploma without attending this course. It's called Hillsdale College. The college that's been teaching and defending our freedoms for as long as they've existed, that that dates back to the 1860s. They believe if you teach the words and values found in our Constitution, we'd have a nation full of citizens that could find more in agreement than we do now. To that end, Hillsdale's printed a million copies of our Constitution in a pocket-sized format, easy to read and hold on to. And they're giving away those million copies free. In their minds, every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These two founding documents established the freest and most prosperous nation in history. To get your copy sent to your home, go to ClayandBuck4Hillsdale.com. Tell our friends at Hillsdale where you'd like your pocket Constitution mailed. They'll send you yours free. Generous donations to Hillsdale College. They believe in the mission. These are donors have made this effort possible. You can get your copy at ClayandBuck4Hillsdale.com. That's ClayandBuck4Hillsdale.com.
4: This needs to be
1: exposed. The truth needs to be told. The American people deserve the truth. And these people need to be held accountable. And you know who really needs to be held accountable? Probably the, the primary coast conspirators is the, is the mainstream media. Uh, I don't believe they were just simply duped. I think they were complicit in this. They continue to be complicit in this. I'm facing it right now in Wisconsin. a run running for election. The Democrat Party, they make something up. The mainstream media picks it up. And run stories on it. Yeah. We we are up against powerful forces, Jesse, and Americans must awaken to this.
2: We can handle the truth. You can handle the truth. That's why you listen to this show, and you just had some of it there from Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, who we believe will be joining us later on in the week to talk about this issue exactly. So there are obviously the legal and political implications for the spying that happened. I used to work for a spying agency, so let me tell you. When I see the spying, I know the spying, and there was spying going on. We know this. It's a matter of public record against the Trump campaign. But beyond that, Clay, the point about the complicity of the media in all of this, that's not in any way an overstatement. That's actually a statement of fact. There were media entities and organizations that were early on Trying to use this to effect, whether it was the publishing and pushing of the dossier meetings between people in the media and members of the federal government, better known as now the deep state people that are political actors operating from within the government. This is not over. And the more we find out, the worse it looks, not just for Hillary, the Democrats and the apparatus that they run, but the media, man, they're never they're never going to be able to recover whatever credibility they thought they had before Russiagate.
3: What what this continues to uh, convince me of, Buck, and I didn't really need a lot of convincing, many media are imbeciles. And, and, I, and I don't mean that in like a uh, paint with a broad brush and it's not accurate. I don't think there's a lot of smart people in the media. And I think there's a lot of insecure people in the media on top of not being very smart. And so they're afraid to have an opinion that runs counter to whatever the majority opinion is. And so, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was Jeff Zucker at CNN. Every morning, Jeff Zucker's coming in before he got fired. And he's saying all of these allegations against the Clinton campaign are lies. And he's saying, hey, the New York Post report about the Biden, uh, Hunter Biden laptop, it's lies. And then everybody just follows those marching orders and they're all afraid. I think social media has made it worse, Buck everybody's afraid of being targeted. And when you're afraid of being targeted, you lack the courage of your convictions because you're not that smart to actually look at the documents yourself and say, hey, this is kind of a big deal. I mean, one thing I can say about you and I is we actually read the things we talk about. Ooh, if looks- I come on and tell you something, I'm like, hey, I've read this complaint. I've read this document. I've read this, and most people won't do it. And as a result, I think their opinions end up awful. Speaking of somebody who can probably verify this, Michelle Tafoya about to join us next. She was on the sidelines for the Super Bowl. She has left sports media to go work for a Republican gubernatorial candidate in uh, Minnesota. We'll talk about that next. In the meantime, our friend Mike Lindell, he's got an incredible offer for you. Giza Dream Sheets, the lowest price ever, 60% off coming in at 39.99 with the promo code clay and buck all my pillow products 60 day money back guarantee nothing to lose you go to mypillow.com click on radio listener specials and you can check out this incredible giza dream sheet Sell, you'll also get a copy of mike lindell's new book free with your purchase use the code clay and buck you can also call 800-792-3269 60% off these great sheets i got them on every bed in our house you'll love them Go to my pillows today. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Tuesday edition of the program, and we are joined now by Michelle Tafoya, formerly of NBC Sports, who was on the sideline for the game between the Rams and the Bengals. It was a thrilling one. Michelle, does it feel strange for me to say for you, formerly of NBC Sports, welcome in, and just let everybody here, biggest radio show in the country. We're excited to have you. Let us know where you're headed.
8: Oh, gosh. Well, first of all, it is a little weird. Thanks for having me uh, to be called former, because it was such a long stretch of my life that I've spent doing this. But um, you know what? I'm so excited. I am truly Eager to get out and on with uh, the other parts of my life that are so important to me. Uh, you know, part of that is I joined Kendall Qualls gubernatorial campaign in Minnesota. He's a Republican running for office. Uh, we don't agree on everything. I don't think I agree with anyone on everything. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but uh, you know, but you can find your differences, but find your commonalities and and move forward. And and that's who I'm supporting. So I'm going to help him win. And, you know, doing a lot of other things. I'm speaking at CPAC next week and just a lot of irons in the fire as we speak that are going to result in something fun, meaningful, and helps, you know, guys, my, my, something's been tugging at my, like my soul and my gut for several years now that it's time to give back. Life has given me a lot and I've earned a lot of it, but life has given me great opportunities. I want to, I want to spend some time now leaving this place better than I found it.
2: Michelle, it's Buck. I'm not a big pro sports follower. Um, well, same.
8: So we I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> um, so I, I can't speak to, to that much of it. But I do. Uh, I do basically live 24-7 in the matrix of the news cycle. And there's been yeah. obviously a lot of sports stories, particularly in the last few years, I'd say, that have just become national level news, and, and and I mean political sports stories, not you know who won the Super Bowl, but right. who's taking a knee, who's having you know who's putting their hoods up, uh, you know their hoodies up uh, on the floor of an NBA game, etc. And you know one thing I've learned from Clay, because he comes from the sports world, I come from the politics world, is that he says, and I when he said this to me, I kind of looked skyward. I said I don't even know how this is possible, but that the sports media may have gone further left and more woke than even the national political media. How did that happen? Like, why did this happen? And you're you've been in the you've been in the game for a while. What what caused this to occur?
8: I cannot tell you what caused it. Um, I, I have some theories. Here's what I think, though. I'm not sure that's entirely true. I think that ESPN has definitely gone leftward and, and lurched quite a ways, and I think that they paid a price for that. And I think they are trying to take some sort of course correction and try to come back into the middle. But listen, the, the biggest issues in the last few years have been things like Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. And, and um, Black Lives Matter speaks to a lot of people of color. And you've got a lot of people of color playing in professional sports. So they rightly want to express themselves. And I think one of the mistakes that the NFL made was that when they first started kneeling, they told them to stop. Let them do what they want to do and express themselves. Now, I know you're a private league, and I know you have rules, but I think that organically this thing would have figured itself out in some way because you had best friends on teams that disagreed on the topic, and you would see one guy kneeling and his best friend standing next to him with a hand on his shoulder. I'm talking about Derek Carr, uh, who would stand next to guys that, he, that were, behind, you know, were with Black Lives Matter. And they would kneel, and he would stand with his hand on their shoulder. He still would listen to the anthem, you have one hand on his heart, the other on the guy's shoulder. This thing would have handled itself and kind of resolved itself or moved on organically without the league taking a hard stance. And I think that that just spurred it on even more.
3: Michelle, you I was out in L.A. for the week. I left before the game. Uh, you were on the sideline. We opened yesterday's show saying – Whatever your feelings are on COVID to have in L.A. basically 70,000 people, including virtually every celebrity that they showed on the broadcast, not wearing a mask to then the next morning have to wake up on on Monday and send your kids into school with masks. Is that incongruity noticeable to you? Did you think about it at all as you were on the sideline for the game?
8: You know, not during the game because my focus was elsewhere, but my brother went to the game and his wife. And he had been to a game at SoFi a few weeks back. He had to show his vaccination card in order to get in. This time did not have to show a vaccination card to get in. No one told him to put a mask on. Um, he's He wasn't going to put one on anyway. I guess if they had, you know, held a gun to his head, maybe. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it is so rich with hypocrisy. And why our kids are the last line of mask wearing is absolutely beyond my comprehension i don't know why they won't let this go Uh, we've got science to show us the kids are the least vulnerable most kids the vast majority of kids and if we're going to sit around and try to come up with zero risk policies for danger in school uh we're going to be doing stuff and handcuffing, you know, putting on these policies, these strict policies in all kinds of ways. I can tell you that at my own kid's school, they they were, they were stopped being allowed to climb on certain monkey bars because someone hurt their wrist. Uh, they stopped being allowed to play football at halftime because someone got hurt. You know, they weren't hurt and sent to the hospital. They were just hurt. So you keep putting up these, you know, ways to bubble wrap our kids. And in this case... Yes, I understand that it's a pandemic, but we've got the data now. We have the science that everyone claims we should be directing our decisions, and yet they just won't let this go with the kids in school. And I, I, I'm baffled and I'm angry.
2: Michelle Tafoya with us right now. Michelle, as I understand it, you uh, guest hosted on The View. Wondering how that how that was as an experience. And if you could find out where I am on the short list to maybe guest host at some point, because I feel like those ladies and I would have a lot to talk about.
8: I think you would. I think I think you should volunteer yourself if you're not on that short list. They ought to get to know you. Um, it was a, a really interesting experience that taught me a lot about myself and my ability to stand up for the things that I believe in. Um, look, you're you're talking with four women who really don't share your opinion if you're a conservative. And not only that, the entire audience is with them. So you're on a little island there. And it's not that they're – I don't want to make it sound like they're bullying or, or attacking, or, but it, your opinions are you're very much your own. And so you've got to be ready for that. And honestly, that's what's been pulling me to make a move in my career, is that I have too many friends who are, quote, unquote, afraid or scared to talk about their beliefs and their values because of what what risk they're taking. This is, this is amazing to me that I've got friends who are scared to say things or post things on Facebook for fear of the repercussions. That ain't I America. Think,
3: I think that's the vast majority of Americans right now, Michelle. And uh, I think you will find, as Buck and I have found, The number one thing that people say to me, irrespective of all the opinions we share, is I'm so glad I listened to your show because you guys have conversations and say things that I'm afraid to actually attach my name to. And I just I mean, how terrifying is that in America where many people feel like that? I think the vast majority, whether you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Democrat, Republican, independent, I think there's a stultifying fear that has taken over uh, much of it connected to social media.
8: That's where it's, it's got to be up to people like us. I, I don't mean to sound dramatic about this, but I'm tired of being scared and seeing people scared. This is not a way to live, and this is not a way to have a civil society and a free society. This ain't it. Being scared of backlash on social media, this is not it. So I'm kind of like on this crusade to cut through the fear and let people know they have an ally. And I'm just not afraid anymore. I've, I've been through the ringer on Twitter and Instagram and all the rest, and I lived to talk about it. And you know what? You, you, <laughs> there are a lot worse things in life than some stranger hating you. So if some stranger on Twitter wants to you know, put me through a, a written beatdown, they can do that. I, that, that. I can choose to let that affect me, or I can choose to say, eh, whatever i don't know that person yeah. sometimes when you do know the person it's a little startling because you find out your your values are much different than you thought so that's where i understand it gets dicey but um but we've got to have these conversations and if people are afraid to have them then guys like you people like me we've got to have them for them like on their behalf
2: you know michelle it's it may come as a shock to our listeners but turns out there are some random strangers on the internet who like neither me nor Clay? It is a thing which we still. we're like, how is this possible? We're
3: such nice
2: fellows, and what's with all the all caps and the words I can't read on the radio? But anyway, Michelle DeFoya, where should folks go to follow your uh, your work or or what you're up to next? Follow uh, you on Twitter. You know
8: what? I know I'm not on social media oh. for that reason. Yeah, I'm off of it for now, um, and I'm on LinkedIn. That's where you can find me, just because that's kind of the least abrasive place i've found to post people are
2: polite on life. linkedin you know it's kind of like you feel like the hr department is watching you when you're writing on linkedin so it's a little different
8: <laughs> so you know but you know what that's that's okay and i've had some pushback but for the most part um that's where you can find me at least for now we'll see if that changes i don't know
2: all right michelle Tafoya. michelle thanks so much for joining us on clan buck we appreciate it
8: appreciate you guys take care
2: one of the smartest actions you can take is to preserve the value of your savings by investing in real gold right now. It has been proven over time to be a consistent way of safeguarding value. In a year like the one we've just had, with inflation figures showing a 7.5% increase in a year's time, and more of that coming our way, come on, the Biden regime, think about it. Real gold is a form of real protection, and buying gold is made easy by the Oxford Gold Group. They also make it convenient and and straightforward for you to take delivery of your purchase of real gold. By the way, the same thing can happen with your IRA or your 401K. Real gold and silver into your retirement accounts. The Oxford Gold Group will beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Call Oxford Gold today to request your free precious metals investment guide by dialing pound 250 on your cell and speaking the keywords, gold IRA. You'll receive your precious metals investment guide directly to your phone, and get all your questions answered with one call to Oxford Gold. Simply dial pound two five zero. Dial right now from your phone pound two five zero. Say the keywords gold IRA. Hi,
1: I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality. Podcast.
5: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time flies when you're
2: with Clay and Buck, that's for sure. We're closing up shop here today, but the good news is if you missed any part or you just want to go back and hear the phenomenal interview we had with Jordan Peterson about the Canadian truckers, the great discussion we had with Jim Jordan over russiagate and the russia collusion delusion all the spying on president trump senator Haggerty of tennessee on china and the truckers and a whole bunch of things plus just clay and i banding about topics back and forth the podcast is always the podcast is your friend always available for you uh the iheart app a great place to go and you can check it out so please do subscribe if you have not already because next month if you if we don't break the all-time record in march Play says no more uh, fun football games for me next season. So this is sad for me. You don't want me sad. I mean, you know, I, I, th- it was fun last time. So let's break the podcast record or else I don't get to go hang out at the SEC. Speaking of bets and wagers and all that good stuff, I need all the help I can get. Apparently, our review czar, I guess he's also, is he, is Dub our, De facto bookie on the Clay and Buck show? Is that the correct terminology? Well,
3: I don't know that we need a bookie because in Tennessee it's legal and now it's legal in New York. So if you go to fanduel.com slash Clay, you get a $1,000 no-risk first wager. Uh, And it it, in like 14 different states um, right now. So, uh, But I did do well in our prop bets. For those of you who were listening on Friday, we talked about – How long the anthem could go. You could bet the over under. The anthem went over. The question was, would the flyover feature more or less than five and a half planes? I went under. You went over. It had five planes. Uh, Eminem, the question was, would he be bleeped? It's kind of hard to tell what exactly was going on with whether or not he was bleeped. You can't even so decide was, if
2: he was kneeling because his back hurt or because he was doing something cool or because it was a Kaepernick thing. So that one, we got to take Yeah, a, I
3: thought he was actually too kneeling. We didn't even hardly talk about that uh, because I didn't think it was very much of a story. But I thought he was kneeling in honor of Tupac because that was when Dr. Dre played, for those of you out there who remember Tupac in the East versus West Coast gangster battle... Both Tupac and Biggie were were murdered, and I don't think they've ever figured out who shot either of those guys. By the way, both of those murders are still uh, undecided. And then, what Gatorade uh would uh would be dumped on the winning coach? I went with blue Gatorade, and it was the winner. That's are what you Sean serious? McVay got, you got dumped the Gatorade? On.
2: Yeah. Gatorade. I demand color. a recount. Dub, there's uh, in, there's inside information going on here. Travis knows all the sports. How do you guess the Gatorade color?
3: Well, because the Rams are blue, right, is one of their primary colors, and sometimes blah, they match blah. the color of the Gatorade with the primary color of the team, and uh, and you knew Sean McVay was going to be in blue, so that was my guess. I was betting that the Rams were going to win. I think it would have been orange if the Bengals had won. That would have been. So my lemon my line best guess. was
2: never even really in contention, so I missed this. I mean, this is like you know Samsonite. I was way off. I mean, I was way off on this one. Some of um, you will catch the Dumb and Dumber reference, very few. But anyway, nonetheless. Uh, oh, wait, Clay, can I tell everybody who we got tomorrow real quick here? Yeah, let us know. Attention. Tomorrow on the show, we have my friend, investigative reporter Sarah Carter of Fox News, your colleague over at Fox, Clay, yep. who was just up with the truckers doing the, the work of actual reporting day in and day out, talking to them about what are you doing here, what's going on. So we'll have Sarah Carter with us. We've also got Ryan Gruduski, political analyst and consultant, talking to us a bit about the redistricting fight. Again, it matters. It's not a big, you know, fiery headline, but this is about control of the House, and he'll explain what matters and what's going on. And then Dave McCormick, Gulf War veteran, Pennsylvania Senate candidate, probably talked to him about the Russia stuff. But, Clay, one thing we got for you here before we close out the day New York Times, breaking news here that the New York Times has been found not liable, uh, not liable for Sarah Palin defamation. What do you make of it?
3: It's hard to prove a defamation case under the existing standard of Times v. Sullivan. So the actual malice standard, uh, which protects many journalists in the event that they make significant errors this was a significant error in their editorial which worked negatively against sarah palin and what i said and have said for a long time is it's amazing how entities like the new york times never make errors in favor of conservatives right like the new york times never reported that donald trump saved a puppy from being run over and then it comes out oh you know what he didn't actually do it every story that they have that is proven to be false in retrospect it ends up being a negative right. story, which would be a pretty strong indication of bias.
2: All the wrongness happens to hurt Republicans and conservatives yes. when it comes to media mistakes. Almost like it's not a coincidence. Almost like maybe they'd rather do the damage and pretend to care about it later, drive by if you will, drive by. So, thank you all for being here with us. Appreciate it so much. Glenn and I are psyched to talk to you tomorrow. We'll be here.